Welcome to Lightkeeping with Sam Stone podcast. I'm Sam Stone, the Lightkeeper. You are the light of the world, and I'm the keeper. No pun intended. It's my calling to help you shine your brightest, so that God is glorified in you, and you are satisfied in God. Of course, we are also learning together. Let's begin right now. Everyone wants to achieve greatness. We all have ideal dreams since we were young and want to make life matter. As long as we still breathe, we want to make a mark in this world and leave a legacy with our life. However, why do so few people realize their dreams? The first reason is the lack of consciousness. We don't know what we don't know. God wants us to live in heaven on earth. Until we are conscious of what's hindering us, we cannot progress. So the first step is to raise your consciousness, and it's covered in the first beatitude that we previously discussed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5:3. The second reason is the lack of abandonment. Some people take two step forward and one step back. Giving end to the force of regression. So the second step is to abandon everything that pulls us back, including our ego, company, and possessions. We have also discussed this previously in the second beatitude. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Matthew 5:4. After the abandonment, you enter the state of reliance on God, since you no longer have those idols that drag you down. So the third step is reliance, tapping on the power beyond us. When I was young, I learned karate from my pastor. A few years later, I reunited with my father. Since he was a Tai Chi master, he observed me throwing a punch. He said, "Your punch is weak because you are using your body to throw a punch. If you use the earth to throw a punch." It's more forceful. I did not understand, so he demonstrated to me by pushing me with his hands, and he almost threw me out of the window. As some of you know, he was smaller than me, so I was surprised by his powerful force. He said, "I'm not even using the full force yet. Otherwise, you wouldn't be standing. I could even have injured your inner parts." And broken your bones," he said. "If you could tap into the force from the center of the earth, you could throw the most powerful punch, as if throwing the globe at your opponent." It was a profound concept beyond what I could comprehend at that time. Later, I found out that it's an art that takes years to practice. Maybe that's why they call it martial art. Those who are advanced in martial art understand this philosophy. In fact, the highest level of martial art is more philosophical than physical. Ultimately, it's about how to win without even a fight. Jesus Sun Tzu wrote in his Art of War. In fact, life is spiritual warfare against the forces that keep us away from the kingdom of heaven. The good news is. You can win without fighting if you know how to rely on God's power to back you up. 
Reliance on God's power has become counterintuitive because we have been taught self-reliance. The difference is how forceful a punch you can throw at the devil. The devil would love to take your self-reliant punch, making you think you are powerful so that you don't rely on God. However, if you want to throw an incredibly forceful punch at the devil, you need to learn the art of reliance. So let's begin. Hi, in case we haven't met yet, I'm Sam Stone, the light keeper. You are the light of the world and I am the keeper, no pun intended. It's my calling to help you shine your brightest so that God is glorified in you and you are satisfied in God. Today, I want to focus on the third blessing in the Beatitudes. It's from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Listen to the word of the Lord. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Matthew 5, 5. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Like the previous verses of the Beatitudes, this verse is counterintuitive because we tend to associate meekness with weakness. But the biblical term meekness means power under control. It's translated from Greek, paros. That means calm, tranquil, tamed, serene. The ancient Greeks used paros to describe the calm and gentleness of a strong and swift war horse ready to be ridden to go to war. A wild horse is uncontrollable and useless, but when it is tamed, it becomes an instrument for a greater purpose. It's like our ego, untamed, it's running around like a chicken with its head cut off. When tamed, we become an efficient instrument for a divine purpose. Another situation the Greeks use the word pros or meek is to describe a sword that is in the sheath, a leader force under control. That is what the Chinese idiom, crouching tiger, hidden dragon, is about. It depicts a sage in the humble manner of a student. So meekness is far from weakness, as most people think. The opposite is also true. Weakness is not meekness. A coward is not equivalent to a meek person because a truly meek person requires courage. It's easy to take off your sword and cut the ear of the guard, as Peter did when they came to arrest Jesus. But it takes more courage to keep your sword in the sheath. Jesus demonstrated himself as gentle and meek. Here's how the Bible described his meekness. Though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even dead on a cross, Philippians 2, 6 to 8. This passage beautifully describes Jesus as a lethal weapon in the sheath. He is meek but not weak because he has the power of God. When he was on the cross, 
He could have commanded the heavenly host to come down to reveal his power, but he chose to forgive those who crucified him. Jesus is the embodiment of meekness. The worst Jesus ever did with his power was cursing a fig tree to death. The Bible says, and seeing a fig tree by the side of the road, he went to it and found nothing at all on it but leaves. Then he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once, Matthew 21, 19. If he could wither a fig tree with a sentence, can you imagine what destruction he could bring to earth with his full power? However, Jesus chose to use his power for healing, feeding, or saving lives. That's what meekness is about, power under control. Do you know Jesus has also given you the lethal power? After the resurrection, Jesus gave this power to his disciples. John recorded, when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. John 20, 22 to 23. Have you received the Holy Spirit? If so, you are lethal. You can either forgive people or retain their sins. That means if you don't forgive anyone, they could go to hell. Jesus installed in you that authority through the Holy Spirit. However, what do you think Jesus expects you to do with that power? Of course, do as he does. Here's why this matters. If you forgive someone because you don't have the power to condemn them to hell, your forgiveness means nothing. It just means you lick your wounds to heal yourself by forgiving others. However, if you have the power to send them to hell, but you choose to forgive, that's significant. Meekness is a weakness if you don't have the power to perform otherwise. Now, Jesus has made you lethal and let you choose, and he clearly set an example for you to choose meekness. He will say to you, just as he said to Peter, put your sword in its sheath, John 8, 11. King David was marching through a small village called Bahurim. A man named Shimei came out to curse him. The Bible says he threw stones at David and at all the servants of King David. Now all the people and all the warriors were on his right and on his left. Shimei shouted why he cursed. Out, out, murder, scoundrel. 2 Samuel 16, 6-7. The Bible says King David was surrounded by the deadly ninjas. And this man had the audacity to throw stones at them and curse the king. One of his ninjas came to David and asked permission to cut the head off of that dead dog. That was the term he used. But surprisingly, King David said, let him curse if that's God's will. That is meekness. By this time, King David had learned his lessons. He had repented from his sin of murdering Uriah and taking his wife Bathsheba. But this time, David had learned to keep his lethal weapon in its sheath. God bless him with an everlasting kingdom through Jesus Christ. If you want to achieve greatness, you must be meek. 
You might have a great ambition like everyone else, but until you learn the lesson of meekness and develop the discipline of God reliance over self-reliance, you are not ready to fulfill it. You know, Moses was a warrior at heart since he was young. He killed an Egyptian to defend a fellow Jew and had the ambition to free the Jews from slavery. But he was not ready for this noble task because he could not keep his sword in its sheath. God sent him on exile to learn meekness as a shepherd. The Bible says, Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. Numbers 12.3 Can you imagine Moses became the meekest man on earth at his time? That qualified him for a higher calling. He was 80 years old when God assigned him to lead the Israelites to freedom. It was not an easy task. He wouldn't survive without meekness. If you read the story of the Exodus, you see how many times he was abused by his own people. Instead of thanking him for salvation, they constantly blame him for hardship in the wilderness and accuse him of taking them out of Egypt to die in the desert. Yet he repeatedly asked God to forgive them. Indeed, he was the meekest man on earth and deserved the higher calling. I wouldn't be able to do his job, but maybe I will when I'm 80 if God prepares me to be the meekest man on earth. If you want to achieve greatness, you must be meek because the meek shall inherit the earth. That means you are blessed with the necessary resources on earth to carry the heavy weight of greatness on your shoulder, like Moses did. When you are lethal but choose not to use your lethal power, you become even more lethal. It's counterintuitive, but that's the reality. How do you become meek? You become meek by taking the first two steps, consciousness and abandonment which we discussed previously, and you can review them online. The third step is to maintain meekness so that you will win the world without losing your soul. The spiritual discipline to maintain meekness is contemplation. It's a lost art of prayer. There are three types of prayers, supplication, meditation, and contemplation. Supplication is how most people pray, asking God for a favor. Meditation is to achieve a goal. For example, you meditate on the fruit of the Spirit so that you can take fruitful actions. Unlike secular meditation, which tells you not to think, Christian meditation is about thinking positive things. As Paul taught us, finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Philippians 4.8 That is an example of Christian meditation. Secular meditation is just about emptying the cup, but an empty cup can become a vessel of the devil if you don't replace it with good stuff immediately. As the proverb says, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. So meditating on the fruit of the Spirit is a good beginning. Now let's talk about contemplation to maintain meekness. 
Contemplation is calm observation. Unlike meditation, it does not have a goal. It's just a pure, peaceful observation of God's presence. As the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God, Psalm 46.10. Being still is the same as being calm and meek. With stillness or meekness, you can observe God's presence, power, and purpose around you. Thomas Merton said that a contemplative life is a journey from opaqueness to transparency. If you keep a busy life, things become opaque. To see through, you must be still and observant. It doesn't mean you must be physically still, but at least mentally still, like still water. If you visit Chinese homes, you will often see a painting of stalks hanging on the wall. The Chinese word for stalk is guan, which has the same pronunciation as observation, guan, and the characters also look similar. Storks are majestic birds. The way they stand still by the water and observe what's going on around them depicts the verse, be still and know that I'm God. They hardly move when they observe, but when they do move, they are precise. The fish cannot escape their beak. It's like a meat person who maintains stillness and discern God's directions. Then you take actions according to God's command. So your efforts are precisely according to God's will and your harvest is fruitful. If meekness is compared to a tamed horse, you allow God to ride on you and move according to God's command to carry out God's greater purpose. That's how great people throughout history achieve greatness. There's another benefit of meekness. Johnson said, people come to the still water to see their face, not the rough water. Before the invention of mirrors, people come to the still water to see their face so that they can do their makeup. But we can see our face if the water is rough. That means if your mind is like still water, you become like a mirror. When people come to you, they see their reflections and you induce change in them without having to say a word. That's why Lao Tzu says you can teach without words and govern a nation without action. It's like winning without a fight. Even if you had to say something at this state, it's effective. Remember the story of Jesus, he sat still for a long time in a very tense situation and then said, whoever has never sinned, cast the first stone. It sounded like a punch from the center of the earth. One after another saw themselves in the mirror, dropped their stones and left. So practice contemplation. Be still and know that I am God. You'll be blessed with abundant resources to deploy. You'll win the world without losing your soul. You will conquer the earth with your sword in its sheath. Let us all learn to live a contemplative life to maintain meekness. That's it for today. I hope you find this message illuminating as much as I enjoy receiving it from the head office. Until we meet again, keep your light shining brighter and broader and harvest the fruit 
of profound happiness. Amen. Bye now. For more information, please visit samuelstone.com. S-A-M-U-E-L-S-T-O-N-E.com. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so that you will not miss any new episodes. See you on the next episode. Bye now. Bye now.